Thank you, Jesus, for your two witnesses. Thank you, Jesus, for getting us real. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much that you save us from ourselves. You save us from our pride, our performance, and our looks. You save us from the cares of the world, the pretending before men to be something in the flesh, the facade, the fig leaves, the curse of the fall, religion. You save us from our religion. You save us from our works. You save us from our thoughts and ideas that are just absolutely stupid. You save us from ourselves. That's what he's saving you from. He's like saving you from your sins. And then it's like, well, you know, let's go save others. And you're like barely saved, trying to save others. It's like, yeah, you almost have no judgment of the judgment seat of Christ in your heart. But now you're a two-week Billy Graham. You know, a two-week David Hogan. A two-week Joshua Mills. A two-week Bill Johnson. A two-week Bobby Connor. And it's like, these men have gone through... 20, 30, 40, 50 years of refiner's fire in their hearts. And it's like, how about you go through some refinement in your heart? How about you drink the cup of the Lord? Are you going to pass that cup? Are you going to drink that cup? There's only one cup of the kingdom, and it's the cup of Christ. Most people, most Christians, reject drinking the cup of Jesus. Can you drink this cup that I'm giving you? And the Apostle Peter said, yeah, we can drink it. That's what makes him an apostle. It's like, yeah, I am down unto death, crucified upside down. I don't care. All right, cool. You're great in the kingdom. Simple as that. Can you drink his cup? His cup of death. It's a cup of death. People are like, oh, I don't want to die. Until you drink his cup of death, you'll never walk in one drop of glory. Philippians 3.10 says we have been baptized into his death. If you are not baptized into the death of Christ, that is why you're not walking in any Holy Spirit power at this moment. Truly, the overcoming of the fear of death is the beginning of the Holy Spirit working powerfully through your hearts. First of all, you got to know he's good. He loves you, you know. That's wonderful. That's a foundation. God is love. Now, He's going to kill you. Crucified with Christ is not optional. You know, you're an altar. Your body is put on the altar and killed. Kills the flesh. You know, I mean, that doesn't mean He gets you sick. That means He actually renders you helpless to your idea, your will, your religion. He renders you helpless. When you're bound as a sacrifice with cords to the horns of his altar and burnt as a living sacrifice through your soul, he renders you helpless. And if you're not bound with cords to the altar, you're not a living sacrifice. Holy. You're not holy. You're not acceptable because you're still doing your own thing apart from his throne. Are you a doer of your own thing? Are you a worker of iniquity? Are you a practitioner of witchcraft? Do you still love witchcraft? Most Christians love witchcraft. They love works. 
They love works. They don't want to be crucified with Christ. They don't want to die with Christ. They don't want to be buried into the baptism of Christ. They just want to look good in front of others. Look at my little ministry. Look at my little works. Look at my little gifts. They're irrevocable. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Your works are garbage. Garbage. Your works are sin. Your works are iniquity. Your works are what keep you separated from the baptism of his death. I tell you the truth. A worker of iniquity is a Christian who does their own thing. You have to get this today. It's important. This will save your soul from Satan, especially if you want to go into full-time ministry. A worker of iniquity is a doer of their own works of unauthorized fire, anything that the Father has not authorized as a work coming out of your belly called the unction to function. You need an unction of the Holy One to function. If you are not led of the unction, you are not led of Christ and you do not belong to Christ. Only those who follow the Spirit, the Bible says, are the sons and daughters of God. Do you obey the Spirit of grace? Or do you obey the Spirit of Babylon that's about performance and looking good in front of others? Having a stage, but no apostolic authority. No cherubim and seraphim. No lightnings, no thunders, no throne. No living creatures. No 24 elders. No obedience to the Father. Not my will, yours be done. No one says that. They're like, let's go do works. Let's go do evangelism. Let's go give out jack chick tracks. Let's go heal the sick. And it's like, well, that's fine. There's no sin in healing the sick. Unless you're doing it to look good in front of others like the Pharisees did. The Pharisees drove out demons by the power of Beelzebul. It's true. That's why they accused Jesus of doing the very things that they were doing because they're hypocrites. The word Pharisee means to be a hypocrite. A hypocrite. That you accuse the true apostles and the true prophets of all the very sins you're committing. You know? Hallelujah. And it's like, who's the Pharisee? The one that's not buried into his death. That doesn't know the fragrance of his tomb. Everybody wants the resurrection life, but nobody wants the death of Jesus. Let me tell you, the death of Jesus is not Tartarus torment with the fallen watchers. This ain't the sirens of hell. We're not bringing you into the fire and brimstone of eternal torture. We're bringing you into Christ. The tomb is the sweetest thing that could ever happen to you, and you want to be sealed in his death. You want the seal, the Roman seal, of the death of Christ. Without it, no one can be saved. If he didn't die, and if he didn't go down into hell to get the keys of death and hell, you are not saved, and you're a false Christian. (laughs) It's true. You have to be buried into his death, crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, then after you're buried, raised in newness of life with Christ. That's the gospel. Resurrection power comes out of the full crucifixion of self, of soul, your very life, dead with Him, dead to self, dead to your mind, dead to your will, dead to your emotions. I no longer live the life I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God. Crucified to death with Christ. It's the best. That's where the ecstasies of God are. That's where the power of the Holy Spirit is. And the power of the Holy Spirit is nowhere else, ever. 
He will only lead you to the lamb that's been slain. It's true. You want power? You need death. I've been doing this thing by the millions broadcasting. People hate the tomb. People hate the cross. They'll say it all external. They'll have them in their houses. They'll wear them around their necks. What would Jesus do? Bracelet on my wrist. But they're not buried into the death of his baptism. You know, it's like still me that lives. And it's like, give me a gospel about me. I want my ministry to get real big. You know, give me, 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 me. And they never give. They never donate. They never sacrifice. There's no cheerfulness. There's no fruits of the Spirit. They're all Judas Iscariots because they haven't died with Christ yet. Yeah, all of them. That's what's wrong with people. They're still living in the religious devil, and the religious devil allows you to not be crucified with Christ. I don't need the cross. I just need to wear it around my neck, put it up in my house, go to church and have an outward form of godliness, but no inward power because I've never been crucified to death with Christ. I've never been buried into the baptism of his tomb with Christ, ever. And it's still about me instead of about thee. And that's why 99% of Christians are immature infants in Christ, sucking at the bottle, and they despise and reject the strong meat of the word. Severity of God, oh man, that harsh stuff. No, just give me some soft little kindness fluff. God forbid we ever become strong warriors, lions of the tribe of Judah, you know. God forbid we ever get the boldness of the lion of Judah that has no fear of death. The only reason why Jesus represents his warring nature, his kingly nature as a lion, is because lions are not capable of fearing. They can't be afraid of anything. They'll be having their flesh torn off their bones by 50 hyenas in Africa, and the lions still don't care. They're still growling, biting them. To his very last dying breath, he's not afraid. That's why Jesus is the Lion of Judah. It's saying that there's no fear in Christ, and if there's fear in you, it's because you haven't died with him. And then you're scared of death, and you're scared of dying with him. What, you're scared of being delivered of demons is what's wrong with you. You're scared of being delivered of religion, and letting go of the control in your own carnal mind is what's wrong with you. You're afraid of going deeper in God because it's the unknown. Well, no one can come to God unless by faith, and without faith, no one can please God. So, you have small faith, but now let's have great big faith. Amen? He's a, he just wants to author your faith and perfect your faith so that there's no devils in you. So that there's no lust or pride in your hearts. You know, and the Bible says in Jeremiah, no one can know their own heart. You think, oh, I'm, I'm a good one. You know, I've, I've already been crucified with Christ. It's like, you don't know your heart. You have seven eyes. I test these people by the thousands every day. And they're like, oh, I'm good in my heart. You know, I obey the scriptures. I go to church, you know. Hallelujah. You don't know your heart. That's why you got to stay on the altar and burn with the fire of God every day. And, and then maybe you'll know the Father. And then when you know the Father, then you can see all the way down in, into the bowels of your compassion. You can see the river of life coming out of the throne of God in your belly since your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But if you can't see the white throne right now in your own belly and you can't see the river of lightning and fire and cherubim and, and angels of the kingdom of heaven coming out of your belly, it's because your heart is wicked. Truth anyhow, that's the blockages in your own soul. You're not transfigured. You're not renewed of mind, but you can be. When you get crucified with Christ, when you get buried into his death, and then 
newness of life starts springing up in your heart. Paul says, I die daily. You know, the great apostle Paul wrote 90% of the New Testament, 40 years into perfect apostolic ministry, writing scripture, inerrant, infallible, perfect scripture, God-breathed, useful for correction, teaching, training, and a lot of rebuking in righteousness. And he says this, I die daily. Daily, Paul? Oh, I thought it was a one-time deal, buckwheat. No, it wasn't. It's a daily phenomenon. I get up every morning and I, and I crucify my human intellect and I say no to the natural realm and yes to the glory realm. First thing in the morning, I die daily. You've been crucified with Christ. You've been buried and you've raised the dead. you got 10 million converts in Asia Minor and he's still dying daily. You know, because the devil's a bad de devil and you got to keep, keep your feet on the pedal, pedal to the metal. You, because if you let up and if you give an inch to the evil one, he'll come in and he'll just take over and you'll never have a harvest. Even if you went a hundredfold as hard as you can for 20 years, you would miss all your harvest. Pedal to the metal. Because he is a bad devil. He will steal your harvest. He will steal your people. He will steal all your resources. Satan's main nature, as seen with Ananias and Sapphira and Judas Iscariot, is stealing. Now, if Jesus was stolen from in perfect ministry for three years by Satan himself, what does that say? If Satan was stealing from Jesus, like the Bible says, for three years, what's the nature of the religious devil, of the religious spirit? It steals. It never sacrifices heart. It just takes from God, but never dies to self. What makes Judas... And a lot of people have that same Judas spirit, which, which is called a religious spirit working in their heart. Why they never donate. Why they never give. And it's always about me and building my thing. And that's what Judas Iscariot was like. He's a religious spirit. And that same thing, the problem with Judas is that he never was buried into the death of Christ. That's how you know if you're serving Satan and not Jesus. And there are many Christians that are serving Satan that have that religious Judas Iscariot spirit working in their hearts because they're scared of being crucified with Christ, buried into the death of His baptism, and they're not walking in the newness of His springs of the waters of living, of living glory. And the chief shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life. I tell you the truth. And we're stomping out those snakes and scorpions because this is what's wrong with people and why only 1% of Christians even give tithes in America. It's because they're so filled with religious spirits in their hearts and they can't know their own hearts and they're not obeying God, they're obeying Jezebel. So the spirit of Elijah comes with the river of life out of our belly to bring judgment, to withhold rain from people that don't sacrifice from their heart. The disobedient get no rain. I tell you the truth. The two witnesses will bring such torture upon the false Christians, the foolish virgins, the goats and the tares, that they'll become sheep, that they'll get real. Unless you discipline these people, they'll never repent because they're spoiled brats. They're spoiled rotten. And so you have to bring discipleship. They're called disciples because they're disciplined of the Father into the obedience of the throne. And obedience to the throne is almost unknown in modern-day Christianity. But it's about to be known. 
by the discipline and by the judgments and by the withholding of the rain of the cloud of the apostolic and prophetic witness, says the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.